Just before we get into today's episode, I want to cast your ears over here to this promo for a few minutes and explain why you might be missing out if you're not using Adobe Express. You've heard of Adobe, right? The chaps that brought you Illustrator, InDesign, and who hasn't been asked, has this been photoshopped? Adobe is a household name. But have you heard of Adobe Express? I hadn't until the back end of last year, and then, well, I did. Now, I'm not saying that in a few years' time, people will be asking you, where were you when you discovered Adobe Express? But they may ask why you didn't start using it sooner. Using Adobe Express allows endless opportunities to scale up your creatives and improve your efficiency and productivity, as well as anything I've seen or used. Creating and editing all your creative output with more customizable templates than a Rubik's Cube has variations. Well, all right, maybe not 43 quadrillion, but you get the idea. And that is just your basics. Real-time collaboration speeds up changes, amends, and creativity sessions with a brand library that holds all your brand assets in one place, making the continuity for designs a breeze. If you don't want to miss out on any of this, use one of the links in the show notes that will take you to a free trial of Adobe Express. Or why not supersize it and trial the complete Adobe Creative Cloud package, which includes Adobe Express, as you'd imagine. Oh yeah, bonus point. If you're already a Creative Cloud user, Adobe Express is right there waiting for you. Now let's do it. I think technology is going to drive the industry out of this mess. I just don't, mm-hmm. I just think a lot of the companies, especially the more older SME companies, um, are just a bit slower, but it can get you out of a lot of holes. Welcome to Construction Disrupted the ultimate podcast for the construction industry, exploring the limitless possibilities at the dynamic intersection of construction and technology. Wow, that's a mouthful. Delve into the latest topics, news, events, expert insights, and marketing that are shaping the industry right now and in the future. We'll hopefully sprinkle a little bit of humor in there for you as well. I'm your guide, Peter Sumpton, and I run a construction technology marketing agency, Build Different. If you're ready to embrace disruption and unlock the potential of the construction industry, keep on listening and be part of the conversation that's reshaping the future of construction. If you're not, uh, I really wouldn't bother. It's it's probably not going to be that interesting for you. Whether you're a construction technology professional or just part of the construction industry in general. This podcast is your go-to resource for staying informed, inspired, and of course, connected. Speaking of connected, the best way you can help to support this podcast is by sharing it far and wide and leaving us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Right then, let's go and build different and get disruptive. It's a short intro today as I welcome back Andrew Curtin, CEO of Construction Wave. Construction Wave provides news and insights into the UK construction industry. If you haven't already, sign up for their daily email newsletter that covers infrastructure, commercial, residential, regulations, and strategic news. Alongside this, 
Construction Wave have recently announced their first construction CFO summit, 19th of Feb 2024 in London. There'll be a full day of speakers and insights into the world of construction financials. Registration for the event is open right now. The links to this and the Construction Wave newsletter are in the show notes. Uh, Andrew, welcome back. Uh, what's going on? Thanks for having me back, um, Peter. It's been a couple of months since uh, I spoke. Um, I'm uh, hopefully I'm I'm going to be a recurring guest because I'm enjoying the show so far. Um, but yeah, busy few months um, from from our side, uh, Peter. You know yourself. It's a tough market out there, so we all need to work a bit harder. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. And and you're the first two timer on construction disrupted. So there's, a, there's an accolade for the CV. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, well done, Peter. You're doing a lot of, you're doing a lot of good work for the industry. And um, yeah, you're doing, putting up pushing content and this podcast alone is, um, is making an impact. I, I, I know for myself, I enjoy listening and you have some good guests as well. Cool. Fantastic. Uh, right back at you in terms of what you're doing at Construction Wave. Um, with that in mind, I'm going to dive straight into it because this is kind of a, a, a recap in in the news and what's been going on in 23 and, and maybe a bit of a, a look into 24 and the impact that this year is going to have on next year. But I think one of the, the, the biggest topics that the industry cannot avoid in any way, shape or form, uh, and we mentioned it last time we spoke actually, but Surprise, surprise! A lot of hap has happened yeah. in in those few months since we last spoke. But mm. HS two, what is going on there? Yeah, um, it was a difficult decision to take. Um, I suppose it's five or six weeks ago now since it was announced. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the reality is, Peter, it has you know destroyed a lot of order books for mm. you know small big medium-sized companies um you know there's really personal issues you know family relocations who've depended on this work for the next number of years so uh, it's more about the commercial side if there's a lot of you know look it hasn't affected me and you know sometimes mm -hmm. when it doesn't affect people people just forget about it um but the reality is families had to relocate um you know people's jobs aren't as secure um and uh, it just sends shockwaves through the industry. You know, everyone thinks government money is uh, infinite, but now we know it's not. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you do you think that because we've seen, as we know, the construction industry has many challenges, and and in recent years, I, I keep saying the same thing. But you know, uh, you've got skill shortages, you've got price increase, you've got Brexit, you've got COVID, all these kind of things that have had repercussions for years to come. Do you think this will be similar in that we'll still be feeling the reverberations about what is happening in hs2 next year and and for the foreseeable oh completely there's a massive hole to fill you know um and yeah it's okay now that you're cracking on with some projects but i'm just saying the reality is these companies have uh, forecasts and they're planning years and years in advance and they have hundred billion pounds or whatever it is um i don't know the northern part how much it was worth just say it was half of it uh, and you have three or four major companies who are affecting the whole supply chain now have to rejig that um mm -hmm. they say they're planning um do you know um you know probably the name better than me the, the north they're going to kind of divvy up the projects across the north yeah. what was the name they put on it 
Oh, okay. I, 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 I can't remember. Yeah, for the listeners anyway, they, it was just about revamping Northern, um, mm. the Northern stations and, and made them more interlinked. Um, it's, could be hot air for the moment. Who knows? I don't. I don't really know. There seems to be no great uh, plans. I think there was only a website put up a few days after the announcement or whatever it was. Um, it's just hard to uh, guarantee that for you know, the other losses. Um, so, yeah, it has been a complete disaster for the construction industry. It's sent shockwaves mm. through the industry. It has affected the markets. Uh, it has affected banking confidence and bond markets. Um, so everything um, through that announcement has been affected. Confidence in the industry is much lower at the end of this year than it was the start of this year. And it was already yeah. low to start of this year. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want this all to be to be negative, but there's one other thing that I want mm. to cover that has been, uh, I, I, I don't know, I mean, you tell me, but it seems to be a lot more prevalent in, in the news at least. And and that's so many companies going into admin and, and, and no longer uh, trading, which has, again, had a massive impact on, on, on construction. Do you think that's going to continue into, into 24? I mean, it, it's had the same kind of... Um, uh, outcomes as HS2 will in terms of you know the, the the relocation of people and jobs and roles and and projects, but do, do you think that's going to continue into next year then this kind of admin cycle? Um, unfortunately, I do. Mm. Um, I think it's just going to continue. Um, you know these pre-COVID contracts. You know there's still a bit of time left in them, and, and that's the real killer. On top of material prices and the war in Ukraine and now war in Israel and just all these different factors, you know, affect everything. Um, yeah, I, I, the admin, the administrations are going to keep coming for 2024, I think. Um, yeah. I, I probably see in the tail end of 2024, um, naturally it's going to slow off because there's not, there's less companies in the market. Um, and <laughs> I'm sorry, the, it's not the best news, but it, it's, there, there's there's so many things have been thrown at the construction industry in the last few years. So um, yeah, you're going to see a fall. And I speak to mm. banks about this, um, and I speak to uh, you know some family offices and stuff like that. It's just um, the, the, you know it, it it just affects everything um, in in the market at the moment. And yeah, it it it's just going to keep falling for another while yet. Um, I do see like end of Q three, end of Q four last or next year. Uh, I do hear some of these institutions, like I just mentioned, being a bit more confident in the construction market. Mm. They can they can see a bit more progress at the tail end of next year. Um, I guess my biggest worry then is actually the labour side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, because you've such a scarce amount of labour. You know, you have, you know. People getting paid on you know for you know, people getting way overpaid um, for some positions uh, at the moment. You know it's it's an extremely expensive market at the moment. So that's my biggest fear is the labour side of it. Um, and maybe what you do as well is just that attraction and brand of the industry is mm. it's just not not there really. So, um, but yeah, um, to answer your question, Peter, uh, a tough six months, six to seven months next year. Um, we're going to see more administrations. Uh, and then we'll see it, we'll see a plateau. So let's let's flip that on its head then. One company that's yeah, that's I feel very negative now, and I'm quite I'm quite an optimistic <laughs> guy, and I just feel but the reality is, you know, even from our side of construction, we've um, we like to be positive, but unfortunately, it's mm. 
some of the negative stories are massive and they have to be covered yeah. uh, because they affect people's jobs. They, they affect supply chain. Um, so I, I, I hate being negative because I'm not negative by nature, but it's just tough at the moment. Uh, absolutely. And, and that's just part of, of the market. You, you know, we have a, a, a lot of challenges and it's about finding those solutions to different challenges and, you know, you've got, you've got, like you say, you're reporting on something that is real. So you can't make up these stories. And unfortunately, the, 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 the downside or the challenges or the negative stories seem to get more press as is the press than, than positive stories. But I know you do a really good job of trying to balance that out with um, positive and negative news within the construction industry. Uh, which is which is great, and w- one of the things that I keep seeing, it seems to be almost on a daily basis, um, is uh, RSK, um, <laughs> the, the, the 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 group of nearly, or, or they are a group of more than two hundred companies now, uh, with about fourteen thousand mm. people employed. Um, what is going on there? Are they just going to buy up the whole industry? Um. I think Rory Butler, um, who is now going to be our editor in January, uh, so congrats oh, wow. to Rory, who is going to be building out the team at Construction Wave. He's going to be building the editorial team. Rory has followed this religiously <laughs> week by week, so he's probably more qualified than me um, to tell you the ins and outs of it. Um, yeah. But it does seem it does seem like um, the CEO, who seems to be quite a reserved, um, you know, media shy person, which is kind of uh it's kind of cool in its own right um mm-hmm. they have that berkshire hathaway um strategy of the construction sector i think he might even said that in like a press release or something that mm-hmm. uh but they're building this for listeners um they're build, if anyone doesn't know berkshire hathaway it's owned by warren warren buffett they buy up companies they leave them cash flow they don't they don't get stuck in they just leave them operate, uh, and they're the holding company essentially. So, mm. RSK are, have a similar strategy, except in constructions, uh, FM, um, you know, other different services that are adjacent to the construction market. So, um, yeah, I think they have. You might know better than me, uh, Peter. I can't even keep up myself, and, and we're the one publishing a 20, 30 company. I think it's thirty companies or something they might have acquired this year. I, I- I think they've got, it was 20, 20 plus last time I, I looked, but probably, I mean, they've got the whole of December, right? So yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be 30 by the end of the year. Yeah, maybe I think um, um, it, the industry does need some some sort of consolidation. That's for sure. It's a very fragmented mm. industry. I'm not saying mm. buying up all the companies is the right strategy. It's not a bad one for sure, especially if you own it. Um, but it, it does need some sort of consolidation. Um yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying Rory's tracker. He's tracked this story or, or this concept uh, for the full year. Um, so I'm I'm see I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. Hopefully, we can get the CEO to sit down with us and do a, some sort of a virtual Q and A session about it because I think that would attract a, a good audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a big uh, one too. Absolutely. I'm- I know, I know he's a keen listener, so <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got uh, a bit too much on his plate to to bother yeah. bother about this. But but anyway, you know, who knows? If you're listening, you're more than welcome. Uh, okay, so on on this podcast, I like to look at new tech and 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 the digital side of of construction and what's coming through and and innovative mm-hmm. new product products. 
throughout 23, have you, um, you know, in your reporting and, and uh, research and analysis, have you seen a, a, a step change in technology coming through in the industry? Or is it pretty much the same pace as it's, it's always been? Depends who you're talking to. Hmm. Um, it, um, it depends who you're talking to. I would say um, naturally, technology is becoming, um, you know, more um, adopted through the industry. That's for sure. Hmm. I, I'm not sure the pace of it is rapid. Uh, I think it's gradually, you know, slow linear growth. Um, yeah. I, I think. It's still quite a tough sell. Um, so, and most of these contractors, um, they don't want to buy it just because they don't want to learn how to do it. That's the simple reality. It is, mm -hmm. you know, it's faster to use spreadsheets uh, or WhatsApp, um, mm -hmm. and they don't want to bother or you know have the internal resource to deal with some of these companies. Um, I do think it, it is growing. Um, where is a very interesting space is the fit out market. Fit out companies are adopting okay. technology much faster than um, your infrastructure um, yeah. and large uh, tier one contractors. Those fit out companies, 50 to 100 million uh, you know, in London and Manchester and, and, and Liverpool and these type cities, um, they're adopting technology much faster because they have tighter deadlines, uh, fat, you know, fast turnarounds, uh, less people usually. Um, so I'm interested in that market. If I had the money, Peter, I would set up a fit out with because I think it's a very interesting market to look out, look at um, and they're adopting a lot of technology. So I think that space alone, um, but rail and infrastructure and stuff, I think it's a good bit slower. Yeah, in interesting. I, I'd, I'd never seen it from that perspective. So that's something I'll be, I'll be looking into and checking out a bit a bit more uh, throughout the next year, keeping, a, keeping an eye on that one. Um, one one other thing that um, has been quite prevalent, and I've seen it as a positive in terms of it being put in the spotlight this year more more than anything, uh, are the payment practices in the industry. Um, so I've been involved in research, and I've seen research, and I've done my own research and analysis on on payment practices within the industry, including including fit out and and fixtures and fittings actually. Um, have you seen a change in in um, payment practices throughout this year, or have we still got a, a a a little bit of a way to go in terms of leveling the playing field and and making sure that payments are on time? Um, I know there's some government legislation brought in to uh, um, to help this, but. Uh, the answer is no. Um, hmm. You saw that. You saw. You saw that with Vistory, um, you know, asking all their supply chain for a ten percent discount on all invoices, um, which I understand. You know, sometimes you do have to ask that, um, but uh, some of the way you communicate it is the, is the real key. Um, no, payment practices are are still in the in the ages. Um, yeah, regulation is beginning to creep in, um, mm -hmm. but just you know, with the economy's bad, you know, everything's gone against the construction industry. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know how. Yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to do it, Peter. Um, I would love to have tighter regulations on it. Um, 
but you're kind of in a hamster wheel now because you have contracts that are years old and trying to implement mm. that into a new contract. It's just, it's an absolute nightmare. But I hopefully bit by bit you'll see it. Um, I can't honestly say I've heard of fantastic payment practices being progressed this year. Yeah, so I suppose it's slow and steady wins the wins the race in, in that one as as seems most most of the potential challenges in in construction. Yeah, I think it will become more and more regulated. I just don't think it's this year. Um, definitely mm-hmm. not a month out of out, out till Christmas, anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you always see it on LinkedIn, don't you? Around about this time of year, that uh, the one thing you can do as a, as a gift or a present is pay all your contractors and freelancers on time um, before mm. Christmas. Um, it's usually rife on, on on LinkedIn, and that's not just in construction; that's just a, a, across the board. And I say that as a, a bit of a freelancer myself. Um, okay, let's let's wrap things up then and look at, look towards the future and twenty twenty four. What's the deal with next year? Is it, I know we've touched on it a little bit, but is it more of the same? Are we going to see more admin, slow or reduced house building? And let's finish on a positive. What positives are we going to have during next year? Um, uh, the house building is a tough one. Um, mm. yeah, like you know, your Taylor Wimpies and these companies have been feeling the effects. Um, this year, I, again, uh, I, I see the latter half of the second half of next year seeing more improvements on the house building side. You have interest rates, um, beginning to come down. Um, um so that's going to open things a bit more. Um, so I think, I think next year will, will definitely. I think it'll be better than next, than this year. Um, mm. It's been a very tough year. Uh, um, this year, it's been a tough year in twenty twenty two also. Um, but I, I do think next year will will, will have more, um, more to offer than this year. Um, I don't know yet. What it will be, but just from talking to some people in the industry, just some executives and uh, people like in financial services, is they just they kind of write off the first quarter definitely. Um, but the the tail end of next year, I just see more uh, government initiatives. Um, and hey, look, it's highly dependent. It's an election year as well, probably next year, Peter. So it's it's dependent on ma- macroeconomic mm. uh, circumstances as well. Um, but it's going to settle down. It can't keep, you know, go, raining at this pace. Um, so I think I'm a bit prone to technology and, and some of the stuff um, that's out there. I think we need to be a bit, uh, bit more productive on, on what we're using. There's some amazing tools um, that companies are just not using. They're just thrown to the side. Uh, and I think technology is going to, going to drive the industry out of this mess. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I just think a lot of the companies, especially the more older SME companies, um, are just a bit slower. But it can get you out of a lot of holes, and I think it can really help uh, get the industry through this type of mess. Um, but the labour side of it is, as well, I go back to the labour side. That's just my only thing. I'd love to be positive about is like how do we get that in- influx of people? Do you know. Um, you know, the tail end of next year for having a more positive outlook, how do we get the right people in the right places? Um, because I don't know where companies are getting people at the moment. It just seems like they're pulling, how they're pulling them out of the sky, I don't really know. Um, yeah. So I think that's my big, biggest worry. Um, but yeah, you're going to see a better year next year all around. Not, it's not going to be record breaking, that's for sure. Um, 
you know it's we're starting from minus 100 we can't uh, we can't we can't go to full speed or just overnight again again slow i wish slow i had more positive up. things to say <laughs> i wish i had more positive things to say peter but i would say it would be incrementally positive yeah uh, absolutely and uh, like you say zero to 100 is um almost impossible within the industry like you said because of legacy contracts and and the length of large-scale projects and and everything in between that that can happen um but as always i I appreciate your openness and 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 honesty um i'm damn sure you'll you'll uh, you'll be on again in in 24 with a lot more positive news um for for anyone out there like i said in my intro sign up to uh, the newsletter from construction wave check out the website the links are in the show notes um because it is a hotbed never thought i'd say that on a podcast but a hotbed of news and it's information. an interesting analogy yeah yeah news <laughs> information and, and 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 case studies yeah um hotbed i've said yeah. it three times on the podcast now fantastic um andrew yeah. thank you so <laughs> much for your time i really do appreciate it no worries peter thanks for having me Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day and giving this a listen. If you want to chat further about anything you've heard on today's episode, have a topic or technology you'd like me to cover, or simply want to say, hiya, you'll find me on LinkedIn or through the emails, peter at builddifferent.marketing. Stay disruptive.